joining us now currently with the Washington Redskins, of course, former University of Utah great and Skyline Eagle, might I add. He is Tony Bergstrom with us on the big show. Hi, Tony. How are you? Good. How y'all doing? Hey, we are doing terrific. Tony, are you as proud of uh, being an alumnus of Skyline High School as my partner here is? <laughs> um, I, I I was for a long time. My my brother and I coach the East, so I kind of the loyalty goes with the family. So I'm more of a East fan now, but I still I still cheer for Skyline when I can. Okay, Tony, you so, were with. I'm not I'm not I'm not a, a, not necessarily absurd about it. Okay. I'm a little absurd about it, but that's you know that's just me. Uh, Tony, you uh, you were with the Utes at an interesting time as they made this move into the Pac-12, and what I really wanted to to hear from you is from that moment to now, with all the hype surrounding this Ute program, what do you think about what's happened between then and now? Uh, you know, it's 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 obviously been a bit of a growing process. I mean, I, I remember being in the Mountain West where it was, you know, there was we really had three games a year. I mean, to be honest, not, not to diminish anything in the mountain West, but there was, it was BYU TCU. And then, you know, we'd have one or two pac 12, you know, some, some other school that would play us from another conference. And then those are the, those are the big games we got hyped for. And then the rest of it was, well, we'll probably win. We'll probably beat this team just by showing up. And, that's not the case in the Pac-12. You know, it's it's one of those that that uh, every team is good. Every team has really good players. They recruit really well, and and yeah, you you just can't you have to show up every week. And I think I think that was kind of a bit of a learning curve for us. I know we 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 came in. I think we went eight and five that first year, but we struggled in Pac-12 play, and uh, you know, kind of caught on at the end, but. But uh, there's definitely a, a, a pretty steep learning curve there. And it seems like they're finally catching on to that and they're starting to get, you know, there's, there's obviously some time that probably goes into recruiting, you know, the, the, the Pac-12 quality players and and uh, getting into that. And so I, I think uh, I think it seems like they're finally getting to that point where they, they uh, are now someone to be, to be uh, respected and reckoned with every year. I mean, I... Now I always worry about hype for Utah. I'll be honest. Uh, we always did well as the underdogs. You know, every every year it was kind of well they'll get beat eventually. And and I I think it was my junior year we had a lot of hype. We were like number four and we were playing number three TCU. We had college game day come out and TCU just smoked us. So we don't handle hype well. So I, I don't like that. I'd much prefer being the underdog. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up, Tony, because a lot of people have talked about that. That Kyle is really good at getting his team sort of uh, uh, ready to go because there are non-believers everywhere, but being the hunt, the hunter instead of the hunted. And that, that's a real thing, is what you're saying. Oh yeah, I mean, well, and, and, and you know, it kind of goes back to being in the Mountain West versus the Pac-12. I remember the Mountain West; it was usually. You know, we'd have those three big games a year, and there was usually some, some, you know, Air Force was a team you always had to be ready to play, and there was usually, you know, among the other teams, there was one or two teams that was that was fairly good that could beat you, but the rest of the time it was mostly, hey, these guys are just good enough to beat you if you let them. So get rid- like that was that was a phrase that was that would get thrown around a lot, and and so and and. 
and then, but every year it seemed like there was always one of those teams that would come along and beat us. So, you know, we'd lose to a, a, a UNLV or a New Mexico. And so, you know, hype, hype doesn't do well for us. We kind of, we've kind of, Utah's kind of built with a bunch of guys that, that have a chip on their shoulder. They're kind of the diamond in the rough guys, guys that got overlooked by some of the bigger schools. And so we do well with that mentality of, of, of uh, you know, nobody told me, everyone told me I couldn't do it, but now I'm showing them kind of thing. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully maybe, maybe they have, maybe they have a new class, you know, maybe they have a new caliber of athlete. It's not the same as when I was there. They probably do. They're probably a lot better than when I was there, but you know, shoot, I got in there. So that, that tells you something. <laughs> Tony Burke. They, let, they let me, they let me walk into the building and that was, <laughs> <laughs> who, knows? who knows what they're thinking on that one and twelve eighty the zone uh tony um how does coach Witt approach this game or how did he when you played for them oh this is this is uh i mean I, granted i don't i don't know how it is anymore with with Kalani being down there i i know when i was there this was this was this was his super Bowl when i was there this was like he had there was a lot of there was there was a lot of emotion in that. There was there was some some pain and, and emotion behind behind that uh, behind Kyle and that one. You could tell you could tell that losing to these guys was was probably worse than anything else. So, I mean, he came, he'd come in and kind of make it clear that losing wasn't an option. And you know, if you weren't if you weren't on board with that, you could probably get out. <laughs> Tony, do you identify with the youth program? Do you keep track of what goes on, even though you've moved on to the professional ranks? Uh, is it a part of your identity? A part? Of, do you take great pride in it? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, it's it's hard because I'm on the East Coast, and those Pac-12 games are so late, and they're usually on Saturday nights, so I can't. It's hard for me to watch and then get up for a. You know, I've, we've got to be out the door at nine o'clock to at a one o'clock kickoff. So sometimes hard for me to watch the games, but I usually, I'll usually read through the, the recap. I'll usually go to the play by play recap and read through most of it. And, and just, uh, just to get a feel for what's going on. And not only that, but I, you know, in the off season, I'll work out there occasionally. I, you know, I get, I'll see, I'll see coach Harding and coach Witt and some of these, some of these, uh, you know, other guys, a lot of the strength coaches, um, uh, Coach Elisaya and Argus, and so I see these guys all you know in the off season, and and uh, so I definitely definitely still identify with it. The rivalry is is maybe not as as big as I'd like it to be because now BYU has I look at their sideline, it's all the guys from my sideline when I was at Utah, so it makes it a little hard to hate those guys, which bugs me. I need <laughs> we somehow need to get Kalani back up to. Utah, but I don't. I don't know how we do that. Tony, how'd you react when Max Hall went off after? Well, interestingly enough, the last time BYU won. <laughs> I kind of forgot that was the last time. Oh, how long ago was that? I can't. I can't <laughs> even count 10 that years high. Now. As he underscores <laughs> it, golly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I loved it. Honestly, I was. I, I loved it. I love. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm a. I'm a I'm a big fan of rivalries being just full of animosity. I, would, I, want, I want hatred. I want fans throwing stuff at me. I want to get booed when I walk in the stadium. 
I mean, I, I that's what I want in a rivalry, and I just don't think that exists anymore. <laughs> and it, it bugs me a little bit. So, I mean, I get this whole everyone's got to get along, and, and, you know, we're all in the same state, but, you know, Ohio State and Michigan fans aren't like that. There's no... There's no call to get along, you know. We don't. We don't. They shut down whole streets and everything when those rivalries are going on. I want. I want to make the rivalry. I want to make the rivalry great again. You know. I want. I want. I want. I want BYU and Utah to hate each other again. I just don't think that's there anymore. Tony, how do you compare your experience in the NFL to your college days? Oh, uh, it's it's a big difference. Um, you have a lot more freedom in the NFL, to be honest. They, I mean, you have a full off season where you're kind of on your own to work out. Um, things are a little more stressful. Football, football. Every every year you go up in foot, every level you go up in football, it gets a little less fun, a little more stressful. So you know, high school you play for the love of the game. You know, you you play you'd play high school ball for the rest of your life if you could. Um, college is you still you still have fun you still enjoy it but you know you're you're in front of a, a big stadium a lot of a lot of people watching on TV you're playing for a you're playing for a scholarship you're fighting for a job and then you get to the NFL and you know that uh, you know bad snap you could be fired the next day so things get to get a little stressful at times um, you know my my family is used to getting random texts of me tripping out before a game and you know not not ever hearing from me during training camp so <clears throat> generally generally I go I go dark during training camp and and don't respond to texts or calls I kind of turn into a hermit cuz I again don't handle stress well and so and the NFL is basically a big factory of stress What's Dan Snyder like? You know, I don't, I, I, we, I don't see him very often. I'll see him in a locker room. He seems like a nice guy. I mean, every every time I've been around around him, he seems pretty nice. So, and I, the facility he gave us is pretty great. So I can't I can't complain. Well, Tony, we certainly appreciate you dropping by the show. It's always great to hear from you. Uh, congratulations on your your success and uh, good luck this year, man. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Appreciate you guys. Tony Bergstrom. Yeah. He likes the rivalry. He likes it hot. I don't it, it certainly has changed. Uh BYU going independent, Utah going to the Pac-12, of course it's going to change. But do you think the heat has just diminished? No. I I think in a lot of it has to do with what Tony was talking about with Kyle Whittingham. This runs deep with him. And even though, look, look, I mean, this is one thing Kyle Whittingham, I think, picked up from Lavelle Edwards is that uh, Lavelle always stressed at the beginning of the season winning the conference, getting a league championship. And that's that's really important to Kyle in the Pac-12. Obviously, if you win the conference championship, then you go to the Rose Bowl. Uh, more than likely, and so that is his number one goal. I, I mean, there is no disputing that. But because of the the personal nature of this particular rivalry, you know, he played at BYU. He had relatives that played at BYU. He had 
uh, relatives that coached at BYU. And, and then he goes to Utah and some of the back and forth that's happened. I think it's uh, it's thrown a little, what's the word? Poison is such a strong word, but let's just say it this way. Kyle Whittingham never, ever, ever wants to lose to BYU. It is really important to him, even though he has other goals that he should have. I mean, if the Utes go to the Rose Bowl, that will be spectacular for everybody around here. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.